from Atlanta, Georgia, broadcasting around the world. This is the Real World Business Analysis Podcast. And now your host, Kara Lease. Hello, 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 everybody. Hello. <laughs> it's your girl, Carolise. How are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? I am doing great. I'm doing super, super awesome. I just want to give you that little update on my health. I feel fully recovered. Um, I just, I feel great. I have my energies back. I am just feeling excited to clean and cook and do the things I normally do for my family. I feel good. I feel good to have that energy back to do that. I like doing that. I like taking care of my family. I like cooking. I like keeping my place clean, you know? (laughs) When I'm sick and I'm like, oh my God, I don't even want to roll out of bed. I don't feel happy with that, you know? I don't like being sick. I'm very happy to have my energy back, to be not coughing all the time you know I'm just really really happy about that when I was sick my friends brought chicken soup to my door so I would open the door and there'd be free home-cooked chicken soup at my doorstep I was like you know what I like that part of being sick (laughs) free food just appearing at your doorstep that's delicious what so yeah I'm very happy about that got lots of support and here I am feeling great and recovered. So God is good all the time. And I just want to give you guys that little update. Now, you saw the title of this episode. It's called The Roadmap from Hell. Roadmaps from Hell and how to push back on roadmaps from hell. All right. So I know what you're thinking. Like, Carolise, what do you call a roadmap from hell? Well, that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Stick with me. So, roadmaps. I did a whole video on roadmaps, right? Roadmaps are very, very important if you're in a product management environment. If you are in a project management environment, it's a little different because projects are managed differently than products. So the project has a start and a end. The project management paradigm is about managing scope and budget and time and resources. And they have their charter at the beginning of the project and they, you know, think about everything they need up front, right? So that's that's the plan, that's what they're gonna try to work towards. And very rarely do they um, constantly go back to the charter and make changes it's kind of anticipated that you'd have thought about everything you needed at the beginning of the project that's how projects are typically run now product is different because it's the lifetime of the product you're managing something that's ongoing it doesn't have an end date right so how do you keep it innovative how do you keep it relevant how do you make sure it's you know keeping up with the competitors all of these things 
is what goes into product management. And the main thing that you have to communicate your plans for the product is the product roadmap. So I have done an extensive video on product roadmap. So if you go to youtube.com slash you can get to my channel and you can search for the video I have on product roadmaps where I go into lots of details about the different types of roadmaps, what makes a good roadmap and all of those things that would help you become very, very versed in product roadmaps. If you go to my website, carolise.com, you'll also find I have a presentation there that walks you through the product roadmaps and examples of them and what makes a good one and things like that. So there's lots of materials that I have available for free for you to learn about product roadmaps. But if you're working in the field as either a product owner, a product manager, a business analyst, a scrum master, you're going to contend with product roadmaps at some point. And you're going to understand what I mean when I say the roadmap from hell. Because based on what they put on this roadmap, it can make your life hell. Right? Because some of these roadmaps are not being done properly. So let's first take a little discussion. Let's go down this rabbit hole of what makes a good roadmap, what makes a bad roadmap. And I'm going to explain to you why these roadmaps is going to cause you a lot of problems if you don't know how to push back. So we'll talk about what to look out for when you see these roadmaps and what are the things that you as a business analyst should be trying to articulate to make sure that your life doesn't become hell because of this product roadmap. So the first thing you want to look at is the product roadmap should be a statement of intent. This is what we intend to do with the product. This is the vision we have. It's where we're trying to go. It's not written in stone. So nobody should think that since it's on the roadmap, it has to be done. It doesn't have to be done. It's just what we think. It's not what we intend. We can change. We can change very quickly. And so nobody should look at a product roadmap as being a, a finite commitment. It is just a statement of intent. It's also a communication tool. It's us telling our stakeholders that these are the things we plan to do and they have some ballpark idea of where we're going, right? So it's a communication. So you don't have to constantly be calling asking, hey, is this going to be done? Are you thinking about this? Did you consider this? They can see on the roadmap that it's something we are thought about and we consider it to be important enough to have it as something to do in the future, right? So that's the second thing about product roadmap. So it needs to be a communication tool and primarily it is a statement of intent. The next thing about the roadmap is that it needs to be the source of truth. So there's one place that people should be looking to see what are we planning to do in the future? And that place should be the product roadmap. And so it needs to outline the vision, the direction, the priorities, and the progress that you're going to be making on this product over time, right? So the product roadmap is also supposed to be at a high level. It shouldn't be down in the minute details of anything because that's where you can get really tripped up. So it needs to be at a high enough level to communicate something meaningful, but it's not so detailed that you're going to be, you know, lost in the detail and kind of feeling that like you've promised something that you're not delivering. So there are some wrong approaches to product roadmaps. 
that people often make and this causes a lot of problems in organizations. One of the wrong approaches to product roadmap is the concept of setting it and forgetting it. So typically the product roadmap is managed by the product owner and in organizations where there is a product manager separate from a product owner, it is the responsibility of the product manager. The business analyst sometimes contributes to the product roadmap, but it's not normally our main deliverable. It's not. It's normally the deliverable of a product manager, right? So when they're coming up with these items on the product roadmap, they may be, you know, coming up with them based on some uh, decision-making criteria, and then they put it on the roadmap and that's it. So if they have decided that they're going to do a roadmap for 18 months or 12 months, they put it on the roadmap at the beginning of the year, for example, and that's it. It just stays there. But product roadmap should be evolving. It should be changing. It should be agile, right? It shouldn't just be like, that's it, that we came up with it and that's what we're sticking to. That's wrong. The other thing is if you get into too much detail, the product roadmap is not a gun chart. Don't treat it like a gun chart. It is not a gun chart. You don't need a work breakdown structure in your product roadmap. Way too much detail right? It's also something that if you create this roadmap in silo, if you're in a very heavily waterfall and you're trying to do a product roadmap and you go off in your own little silo and you're over there thinking about stuff by yourself and as you think about it, you throw it on the roadmap and then boom, that's the roadmap. It's inevitably going to be wrong because you need to have conversations with the stakeholders. You need to figure out what people on the ground are saying, what are your BAs experiencing, your support people, your customer service people? What are they telling you that the customers are asking for? That's what you should be focused on to put on your roadmap. But so many times, these product managers, they go off in their little meetings, they don't invite the right people to the conversation, and they come up with these roadmaps that are completely out of touch. And these are the types of roadmaps from hell. Because now this roadmap is going to come back down to you to execute on. And you're like, why are we doing this stuff? <laughs> what in the world is going on here? And everybody gets distracted doing a bunch of things that's not going to be impactful. So product roadmaps are very important. And when they get it wrong, it messes up a lot of people's um, time. We do things that aren't valuable and it can cost the company a lot of customers, money. So it's very important to get it right, right? Product roadmap should also be visual. I've seen a lot of terrible product roadmaps in my life. And the ones that are the worst are the ones that are very wordy. Like they'll just be paragraph upon paragraph or they might have columns and each column has a whole bunch of text. And you're like, what am I even looking at? It's like, what? <laughs> people are visual people. Most people are at least. So you need to find a way to make the product roadmap look appealing. It needs to have color coded or blocks of text in a certain color or it needs to look like a chart somehow. Find a way to make it look better. Okay, because these wordy product roadmaps, that's why people don't know what's on the roadmap because it's just hard to read. So it's way too much stuff, too much text, right? The product roadmap also needs to bring alignment between the stakeholders. So if you have this roadmap and the people on the ground are not agreeing to this roadmap, then you know you have a problem, right? There's a problem if you're disconnected from what's happening, you know, in the weeds. 
The other thing is when you um, make product roadmaps that are too far out in terms of time. So you don't want your roadmap to be too too much time like it shouldn't cover i think 18 months should be the maximum of any roadmap because that's a long time right when it's like two years roadmap it's too much anything out into two years is like so many things can change in two years two years ago i was spending what three dollars for eggs it's now six dollars right so <laughs> the 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 rate at which things are changing you can't have a roadmap for that long right but the roadmap should also be very adaptable and it should be an agile tool. So you should be able to change it as the market is changing. The customers are changing. The technologies are changing. You should be changing what you have on the roadmap. So what makes the roadmaps from hell are they're very rigid. They have been decided on by a very small group of people who have no clue what's going on in the real world of the product. Right. They're not connected to the people on the ground. So they just make decisions that don't make any sense. So <laughs> that's the worst kind of roadmap that really makes your life hell because you work on things that are not as relevant. The roadmap itself is not clearly accessible to everyone. So everybody's like wondering, are we going to do this feature or is that you know, enhancements going to get done? When are we going to do this? Nobody knows because they can't even find the roadmap. It's like hidden in some share drive somewhere. It needs to be accessible and available. Everybody needs to know where to find it, what, how to use it to get the information that they need. So that's part of what makes it terrible. But the most painful roadmaps are the ones that, in my experience, are very usually very thoroughly written, like well-written, very graphical, beautiful, everything. But the things on there tend to be very innovative. So as a person working in tech, we're always trying to be the next best thing. We're trying to be the most um, technologically advanced. We're trying to be the most integrated. We're trying to do all kinds of things, right? But those are the roadmaps that are the most painful. And those are the ones that I cringe when I see them. I'm like, oh gosh, this is from hell. This is from hell. <laughs> Why? Because a lot of the time, while the product manager is focused on the innovation and focused on how they can be the next best thing and how they can be ahead of the competition, sometimes they do that at the expense of making the basic things work well. So, when you have basic functionality not working, but you have a roadmap with a bunch of innovation of new things, it causes a lot of pain for us as business analysts because we see and we understand what's missing from the base functionality, right? So the reason people pay for our product, our tool, our service is because it's solving a problem for them. That's the main value proposition. And so when people come to your product and they're paying for it because they have a real need and you're saying that you're solving that need, but when they get into it, there's so many places where it's buggy, where it doesn't fully complete the task, where there's so many little room for improvement in the main value proposition, but you're 
over here creating a roadmap to add new features that are not directly tied to the main value proposition. It just drives everybody nuts because now you've derailed the team to build these new things, these new innovations, these new integrations, these new AI, these new machine learning capabilities when the basic thing doesn't work. When I have a whole long list of bugs for things that should be, that is well expected to be in the tool, and yet still you want to go build a new integration? I want to scream. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> so those are the roadmaps from hell. The ones that are disconnected from the ground, the ones that are built in silo with no communication to the stakeholders, the ones that focus on innovation and new things and being, you know, first in the class, um, being the, mo you know, the most integrated, the, the biggest enhancements, the things that would be like, wow, like the wow factor is high. But the basic things that they need to have, the reason people pay them money, it's still buggy. It's still not refined. It's still not done. Those are the roadmaps from hell. Because they're going in the wrong direction, right? What do you do when you work with product owners who push out these kinds of deliverables that you just, there's so much things you disagree with. The first thing is you can't just say, hey, this is crap. I'm not doing it. <laughs> right? But you have to push back somehow, right? In a very respectful way, you have to, for example, you know, if you're in a meeting and they're walking through the roadmap, if there's opportunity to ask a question, you can. Sometimes they don't, but even if they don't give the chance during the meeting, send them a message at Slack or a chat or something and say, hey, you know, I saw the roadmap and I think it's great, but there's a few things that we've been struggling with that I haven't seen on the roadmap that I think if we were to finish those first, we would really solve a lot of the other problems and we'd be able to really, you know, meet our customers' expectation. Here are some examples of those things. Boom, 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 boom. Right? That's how you push back because you have to let them know that there are these things which are higher in demand on the ground than what you have prioritized on the roadmap. And some people will, will listen to it and they'll make adjustments if it, if it makes sense. Right? So as long as you're making a conscious critique that is backed by some information that you have, some data point that you can get, like, it's not just, oh, I don't like that roadmap. No, it's here's an issue that really if affects so many customers that is a core thing that they would expect from this uh, service or product that we haven't been delivering properly or we haven't delivered at all. This is one of the main things that clients are asking for. This is what is causing all of these, you know, support tickets. Let's add it in, right? So things like that would be great justification for how you're going to push back on those roadmap items. So some people I've noticed, they'll say, you know what, it's not my job. You know, I'm, I'm just a BA here. Whatever they give me to work on, I'll just work on it. Let the product manager worry about what, you know, if the roadmap is correct or not. And that's it. And that's your attitude. And you can have that attitude. That's fine. But remember, the roadmap is coming to you. So you're going to have to execute on this thing. And... Wouldn't it just be prudent to just highlight the things that you know that maybe they don't really realize? And sometimes you have people who you tell them, but because you're lower down in the food chain, 
they don't want to listen to you. Well, if that's the case and you've done your part, then fine. Do whatever the roadmap says you're to do. But you at least made an effort. You at least pushed back. The last thing you want to be is a BA that does not ask questions. You don't want to be a BA where everything comes down the pipe. You just do like a robot. <laughs> right? You're an analyst. You have to analyze. You have to ask questions. You have to second uh, kind of second guess people, not not in a malicious way, but like hold them accountable, right? Ask questions that they then have to think about the answer. You don't want to be a BA that does not ask questions. That is, that is a scribe. That's a person who just writes and takes notes. Let's not do that. Let's not be that, okay? Let's help our entire team to focus on the right things. If you know more information because you're on the ground, you're talking to the customers, you're more in tune with everything and you see that the people above you who are making decisions are going in the wrong direction, find a respectful way to push back. It's a part of your job to push back. That's what they'll value about you because you can see things and make conscious and uh, you know good recommendations, right? So that's what it is to work with the Roadmap from Hell. I really hope that you guys don't have as much of these but throughout my career, I've seen it more often than I would like. <laughs> I'd like to see great roadmaps more often, but I don't. I see crappy roadmaps the most. So when you get a chance to make a roadmap, watch my video on YouTube to get some tips as to what it should look like. And try to make sure that your roadmap is not going to be one of those crazy ones from hell. <laughs> okay. And if you're working with product owners or product managers who are giving you roadmaps that are meeting all the criteria I told you in this podcast, that's not good. Then again, push back with respect, right? Carefully push back, make sure they understand your position and they can make a decision if they want to take, take it up or not. But at least they heard it from you. You were able to say something, right? So that's what I have for you guys today. I really hope you enjoyed it. This is the second time I'm making this video. The first time they were neighbors cutting trees so i was trying to do the podcast and it was like the whole time i moved to different rooms in my house i could not do anything to get rid of this noise i was like oh my god and i have a lot to do today so i couldn't really like do it another time but eventually the the sound was so loud i had to i had no choice so now it's late at night i'm doing it now but this is a commitment I have to creating these podcasts because I see where it's valuable and people are learning from it. And you can do a podcast or listen to a podcast while you do something, you're driving, you're cooking, whatever. So it's a great way to get the information in while you do other things and you're not stuck sitting on your computer watching your YouTube channel, which I still want you to go watch my channel though. But I like the podcast to give you that freedom. So I'm committed to bringing this to you, sick or no sick. Noise or no noise, right? So go into the, the, the description of this episode and you'll see there's a link to support the podcast. Go there and support the podcast because what I would like to do is I'd like to insulate my office, get someone to come in and set it up so that even if there's noise outside, it won't affect the sound quality inside because today was rough with all that tree grinding. The whole place is like, oh my God. God, when are you guys going to be done? Just go away. <laughs> so yeah, so go support the podcast there by uh, clicking on the support link in the in the description. Or you can go to my website, carolise.com and click on donate. 
and uh, send me some funds so I can get some insulated office, right? But yeah, let's continue to support each other. Um, let's make sure that we become BAs that are analytical, that push back, that ask questions. Let's help our product owners and product managers to have better roadmaps and we'll make our lives better, right? And we'll be respected for that. That's my advice for you guys today. I will talk to you all on Friday. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Real World Business Analysis Podcast with Kara Lease. Remember to check out our latest books, courses, templates, and other resources at caralise.com. That's K-A-R-A-L-E-I-S-E.com. Take the fit test on our website to find out if you're a fit for business analysis and get the results right away. Check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash caralise. Join our Facebook group called Real World Business Analysis and IT. We're also on Instagram and LinkedIn at Caralise. Goodbye for now. And remember, you are a business analyst rock star. So keep it real. Peace.